Good evening and welcome. It is approximately 7.30 Pacific Standard Time and you are tuning in to the very first episode of Sassafras. Of course, the obvious question being, why Sassafras? Well, because this podcast is going to be a little bit diverse, a little bit fun. Sometimes I might break out into karaoke. Sometimes I might talk about something serious. But it will always be something interesting. But back to Sassafras. Sassafras was the nickname that I got when I was in the trenches, in the kitchens. That was my first real career. That was my first love. I still love cooking. But I'll be honest. I learned sarcasm at a very, very early age. At the feet of the Grandmaster himself, my dad, and his cohort, my uncle, around whom absolutely nothing is safe. Please sign this waiver before entering the room. Thank you so much for playing. I love them both, but they are, oh my goodness, they are the Sarcasm Kings. I learned quite a bit. It got me in a lot of trouble. Anyway. <laughs> so... A little bit about myself, my name is Laura Cattell, and I was in the food service industry for approximately 15 years. I worked my way up from pantry all the way through to sous chef, but I never really quite went for the executive chef owner position because there's actually a lot of different hats that you have to wear. And you go from doing the cooking, which is what you started the industry with, to the management. And at the time that I left, excuse me. At the time that I left, I still loved the cooking, and I wanted to learn more. But, and as you'll find out with this podcast, this is, this is something I'm passionate about. One of the reasons I left was it is horrible on your mental health. It is a non-stop stress environment, and it is an industry rife with substance abuse. The substance abuse being the result, not the cause. I mean, it's long hours, it's late hours, it's how many times have we closed at 2 a.m. to be back open at 5 a.m. and we don't have the time to go home and actually sleep, so we catch a nap in the office on the rag sacks for tomorrow. How many times have we done that before Mother's Day? I can't tell you how many interviews that I've gone into where the sous chef is wearing a cast on his arm, his ankle, his leg... Because we're so short-staffed most of the time, at least a lot of the mom-and-pop places, run a skeleton crew. We don't have the funds or the wherewithal to hire to the extent where we can give people the time off a lot of times. It's an entrenched mess. And since I'm not seeing the type of advocate for that part of the industry, I'm going to be that advocate for that part of the industry. And I'll, t I'll tell you why. I... Like I said, I still love cooking, and so I follow, you know, a couple line cook groups, a couple chef groups on Facebook, because I love looking at a beautiful plate of food. I mean, the, I know what technical skill is involved in making it. It is truly a masterpiece, because you got to get the flavors right. you got to get the smell, the way it looks, the height on the plate. Is it clean? Is it messy? There's so many components, like you don't even know what, what goes into it when we're making it. And sometimes it's just a, hmm, let's put stuff on the plate and see what happens. But it's a lot of play, and it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of beauty, and it's a huge amount of stress. 
huge amount of stress, so I want to be that advocate because I'm not hearing nearly enough. And on those line cook pages, after COVID-19 hit, I want to say around April, I started noticing a horrifying uptick in the number of posts stating, Ladies and gentlemen, can I get a RIP chef? Can I get a herd? Which in our industry is a, an, a form of acknowledgement. Yes, I heard you. We just shorten it down to herd because in the kitchen we really just dissolve it down to the smallest things we can because we're sometimes so busy. And I do mean so busy. So part of this podcast is going to be bringing awareness to the mental health issues in the industry and perhaps even giving a, a, a venue, a, a method to get people's frustrations out. I just want to say one thing, and I'm going to highlight this prominently in every podcast going forward. Please, 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 if you are at that point, and I don't know if you're listening to this now or if you're going back to listen to this at some future point and you just want to catch up, please, if whoever you are and you are listening to this, if you feel that horrible, I promise you, You will be missed if you leave. Take a deep breath. Step back. I am begging you. You want to talk? I will talk. Reach out to me. I will talk. But please, please, reach out to someone before you do that last thing that you can't take back. Because if the comment section on any of those pages is anywhere near representative of the sadness this industry feels when we lose one of our own, you will be missed more than you possibly think you can be right now. Please don't. Reach out to someone, but reach out before you do that thing. And I will be making sure this is a highlight going forward because for two months, every single day, I saw that headline. Sometimes twice a day. And far, far too many of that headline was chefs taking their own life, their Facebook profiles filled with Beautiful, smiling faces, doing what they love. It reminds me of Robin Williams. Loves to make people smile, but so hurting on the inside. Please don't get to that point. Please. So, that's a little bit of one aspect of where this podcast is going. And another is entrepreneurship. Now, like I said, I didn't bite the the bullet on doing food and leveling up to the executive chef owner stage, but I did kind of pivot and I went to doing Uber driving for a while. My kids needed me. My husband was working late at nights. I was taking lesser and lesser inspiring roles to fulfill the need to pay the bills. And at some point I just, it wasn't worth the mental breakdowns that I was having. So I did a pivot and I did Uber driving for a while and I did really good. I was a female Uber driver And I was on the road for six years, which is longer than 
I want to say 95% of all Uber drivers. Like the average turnaround rate. Oh, excuse me. I had hiccups. The average turnaround rate is actually about six months. And then after that, most people don't stay in it longer than three years. And I went at six years. And you might not think that's significant, but I got so good, I could only do four hours in the morning, Monday through Friday, and that was it. That's all I needed to pay my bills. Because I learned the skills of how to figure systems out when I was a cook, when I was a chef. All the skills you learn on the line. Some amazing things. And some stressful things. Lots of amazing things, but some stressful things. Anyways. But it made me never want to go back to someone else being my boss. Driving for Uber gave me that bug of, I never want to be an employee ever again. Not, not ever again. So entrepreneurship is going to be something featured and we'll have some breakdowns of some quotes from Tony and Dean and things that are going on in the entrepreneurship world. So that's going to be another aspect of this podcast. And overarching my cooking and subsequent driving careers, something I've studied longer than both of those is personal development, meditation, hypnosis. I actually started in high school. I was one of the weird kids that loved studying ancient religions. Yes, I know. I'm the you know high schooler studying with history. I know those three things don't exactly jive together in the, today's culture, but that was me back in 1980. Excuse me, 1997. Ah! Oh, God, I feel old. Anyway, all right, I was studying that stuff back in high school. And my fascination with ancient religions morphed into my fascination um, with specifically um, Buddhism. And then that morphed into a fascination with meditation. That morphed into a fascination with hypnosis. And I would just devour this stuff. I've studied this now for 20 years. I, I'm, I'm bursting with knowledge and I need an outlet. So this is, this is going to be an outlet for people. This is going to be an outlet for me. I'm going to try and distill my bubbling thoughts down into something coherent that you can take with you. And on the backside of all of that are two things that might seem completely unrelated, but I promise they actually have a point. And that is the other two aspects of this, which will be singing, which I did mention I might break out into karaoke, and voiceover slash storytelling. I love making my voice into different things and it just brings me joy. So when I'm telling a story, I like to enunciate, bring it out and make it loud or soft, depending on what the story needs. I love storytelling. That was my my favorite class in high school was drama. It was the easiest A-plus I'd ever made. And I'm going to show my age again a bit here because I'm going to bring up one of my favorite stories from my drama class in high school. And that was for our final, we had to create our own 30-second commercial spot. And, and this is how you're, you're going to know how old I am right now. All right. Harry Potter was just starting to become a popular thing, okay? 
there were no Quidditch matches or leagues or any of that stuff. The Harry Potter books hadn't even finished... The, the series hadn't even finished yet when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. That's how old I am. Anyways, but... I was a huge, huge, huge... Still am. I'm a huge fan of fantasy and sci-fi. I have original Isaac Asimov and Madeline the Engel sitting down on my... On my bookshelf downstairs. The, why? Because they make your brain think and expand your thinking of things that you thought you knew. And once you have to re-examine that which you thought you knew, you create new brain cells, you create new neurons, new pathways. It's fantastic. Anyways, so I love storytelling, and I love singing. I love singing so much that when I was in school, I would join every choir they would let me. What does choir teach you? Choir teaches you the ability to memorize really, really well. And my love of making voices and storytelling helps me in my personal development and entrepreneurship because I use my superpower, which is out-of-the-box pattern recognition. I cut through the BS we tell ourselves straight to the heart of the problem so that you don't take so long getting from where you want to be to where you want to, excuse me, where you are to where you want to go. It's my first podcast. I wasn't expecting perfection anyways. Okay. So that's where I'm going with this. Now I might pick something that I would like to read and I'll enunciate it and make it really funny voices. And sometimes I will go so deep, it'll blow your mind. But I promise you, I will always, always be authentic. I will always be authentic. Anyway, so, this being my inaugural podcast, and this will probably flow a lot better as I get more practiced at it, and if I'm being honest, this inaugural podcast will probably be the longest one I do for a while until I build some stuff up, but I made a a personal goal today, and that personal goal was to put out and record my first podcast, and I told everybody at the World Summit which I'm going to be attending tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, and I'll be doing a rundown of my takeaways from this, which I'm sure my mind is going to be spinning at that point, but, you know, hopefully my head hasn't completely spun all the way off, and I can create something cogent. Anyway, a second personal goal was to release what I call my two-minute reset. Now, it's a little bit of a misnomer because my two-minute reset actually takes about 20-ish minutes to learn the first time. But once you've done it, I show you the trick that shows you how to activate it whenever else you need, and it only takes you two minutes. If you actually practice it a lot, it actually takes you less than two minutes. Two minutes is actually the max. Because once you learn the trick, once you learn the trick, it just, it just hits you like that. And you don't even have to think about it anymore. So, to get myself out there and to show you who I am and what I can do and where I come from, you know, I'm going to share 
my two-minute reset with you tonight. So, if you need to pause, if you need to go get a drink of water, if, uh, if you need to go to the bathroom, if you need to close the door, you know, if you need to uh, adjust yourself and stretch your back, uh, alright, one more second, are we ready? Awesome. Alright, so, like I said, this is going to be about 20 minutes, 20-ish minutes. I haven't actually recorded it yet, and just because I'm challenging myself tonight, I'm shooting from the hip. I'll show everybody tomorrow if they really want to my very bare-bones notes for this first podcast. So, I'm going to describe it really quick. And then I'm going to go into it, because I don't want you to start a step before the first one is finished. So, my process comes in two parts. The first part is the deep dive, and then the second part is the trick. So, we're going to go through the first part, and I'm going to get to the end of the meditation, and then I'm going to wait for a few minutes... And then I'm going to get ask you to get up and down and move around a little bit to get the energy flowing again. Because we want to be able to see the trick in real time. And then I'm going to ask you to do the trick. And then I will set my timer for two minutes. And I will keep it live. I'll make sure it's going for two minutes. And I want you to go practice it. And I want you to let me know in the comments what you think. There is no right or wrong way to do this because everyone's different. So if you can't, if you feel like you can't get it on the first try, please, please, please don't be hard on yourself. That's the opposite of what you need to do, okay? We learn the most when we make mistakes. We do learn the most when we make mistakes. All right? One, one, one freebie uh, aside from the meditation you're going to get tonight. The faster you get through your failures is the quicker you get to the success on the other side. I'm going to say that again. The faster you get through your failures is the quicker you get to the success on the other side. Those failures might last a while. Famous treasure hunter. Took him 16 years. Finally found the treasure he was after. Thomas Edison. How many times did it take him to get to a light bulb? Just because you're failing, it doesn't mean you're not learning. Switch that around from failure to learning. I never lose, I learn. Not only does that drive your stress level down, but it drives your curiosity up. Like when we were kids. We didn't berate ourselves when we fell on our butts. We got up, we dusted ourselves off, and... <laughs> Let's go try that again. Okay, Billy. Sure. You know? When did we learn to get so hard on ourselves? Oh, I know. That's when we started listening to people who thought they were doing better for us by telling us to be careful. And what did we do? We listened. Anyway. 
All right, so that was a rant. My apologies. So let's get to the meditation. So if you can't keep up with my ability to take a nice deep breath, don't try. I'm not actually... Hmm. I get a little drink of water there. I'm not actually going to count. I find that to be one of the most frustrating things when I'm listening to someone else doing meditation. Because everyone takes a deep breath at a different rate. So right now, I just want you to kind of feel still. And I want you to take a nice, deep breath in through your nose. And back out through your mouth. In through your nose again. And back out through your mouth. And just create this nice, slow rhythm. necessarily have to close your eyes yet but I want you to hold your hands out in front of you and I want you to choose a finger not your thumbs choose a finger either left or right hand you don't mind holding to your third eye for a few minutes or so if you are unsure of where your third eye is located, it's that spot right in the middle of your forehead, right between, right between your eyebrows. And I want you to do, I want you to pick that finger, and I want you to breathe on it. I don't want you to blow on it. I want you to breathe on it. The, the, the warmth, the warmth of your breath. I want you to breathe on it. And then hold that to that spot on your forehead, and I want you to close your eyes. Breathe in. And breathe out. And I want you to just gently let your focus rest on that spot just under your finger. I want you to gently notice the warmth, the pressure, soft, comforting, breathing in and breathing back. And as you're gently focusing on the warmth 
under pressure, I want you to watch as that warmth begins to glow. Like heaven itself reached down and touched you right there and your fingers holding it in place. I just want you to an amazement and joy. Just watch it glow. And as you're noticing this glow and you're focusing softly, gently, you notice this glow feels like every perfect comfort you've ever felt in your life. It's a hug from your mom. It's your favorite pet. It's your stuffed animal from your childhood. It's a hug from your best friend. It's sleeping in till 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It is every comfort you've ever felt in your life. And it's all in that glow. And as you notice, softly noticing, you notice this perfect, beautiful, warm, honey glow start to grow and expand up, up your scalp. And everywhere this light goes, it just dissolves. All the stress, all the tension, all the pain, all the problem, and you just feel your muscles droop and drop, relaxed and soft. Down, down, down. And as you're noticing, going down your scalp, this beautiful golden liquid light, across your forehead, down, down your your temples, your cheeks, your jaw, down, down, way, way down, down your neck, down your spine, dripping, dropping, Drooping, beautiful golden light, and all your stress just melts away, melts away, fades away, down, down your shoulders, down your biceps, 
And as you're slowly noticing your hand falls away gently from your forehead and rests gently at your side. Down, down, softly. Perfectly comfort, perfect bliss, perfect peace. Down, down your biceps, past your elbow, down, down past your forearms and through your wrists, through your hands, down, down each finger and it just gets so wonderfully heavy. And you don't even care to move. You haven't to care in the world. Down, down your chest, this beautiful heavenly light. Down your chest, down your back, your stomach, your hips, your waist. Down down, dripping all the way down your thighs, down your calves, down your feet, and just feel it flow, beautifully, perfectly, softly, and just feel this Beautiful liquid light expanding to every cell, every molecule, every atom of your being. And I just want you to sit right here. Now for some people that might be a little difficult. We're not used to feeling like this. For some, it might be scary. I just want you to sit in this beautiful state of bliss for as long as you can. There is nothing for you to do or go or be. Your only requirement is to be right here in this beautiful peace. And I'm actually going to stop talking for a minute. And I'm just going to let you sit and experience it.
That was nice, right? But that's only step one. So let's let's get some energy back in. Ooh. Ooh. Alright, now. Here's the trick. Here's the trick. And I want you to pay attention. I taught myself this one. You will be shocked at how quickly you can get this to work for you. Now, here's the trick. Whatever finger it was that you used to put to your third eye, the middle of your forehead, I want you to bring it back up. Then, don't move forward until I say go. So don't move forward yet. So, I want you to take that finger and you're going to blow on it the same way we started this meditation. But this time when you push it to your forehead and you close your eyes and you feel that pressure, I want you to imagine that you're hitting fast forward. Fast forward on your Blu-ray, fast forward on your tablet. If you're really old like me, fast forward on your VCR. That's a, yeah, that's a joke. But fast forward, I want you to imagine in whatever way that you want to imagine it, and I want you to take the memory of what you just did, and when you take their, your finger and you blow on it, or excuse me, breathe on it, not blow on it, breathe on it, and you put it to your forehead, I want you to fast forward it the best that you can. And you will be shocked, shocked at how quickly you can actually get there. Now, the reason I said some people can do this in two minutes or less is because it actually, once you get it down to it, the actual process can take you under 10 seconds. The other two minutes is just how long you need to sit there because once you're sitting in that state, time stands still. And your two minutes feels like an hour. Alright, the two minutes feels like an hour. So. Alright. Alright. So deep breaths again. Get yourself in a decent state. Alright, so. You don't necessarily need to get all the way there. By the time I'm, I got done with it. Um, I can do a nice sharp inhale. And I can do it in like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, but that's me. I taught myself how to do this. So when I say go, 
I want you to take that finger, I want you to breathe on it, I want you to take it to your forehead in the exact same spot, with the exact same finger in the exact same space, and I want you to close your eyes, and the minute that you close your eyes and you hit your finger to your forehead, you're going to hit fast forward. And you're going to feel that energy and that light and that peace and that comfort, and it's going to whoosh. And some of you might get chills. So, deep breath in. And go. is up. Cool, right? How many of you were able to get that to go right down your spine and it felt like skiing down the Swiss Alps? It gave you a rush and then you just felt calm. Now here's the cool thing about this. Once you practice it enough times, you can change what that glow feels like. You can change it to confidence. You can change it to power if you're feeling, you know, a little under. You can change it to whatever you want once you get it down. And it only takes two minutes or less. That's my podcast for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. This is Laura Cattell, and this podcast is Sassafras. Thank you for bearing with me this whole time. I'll see you tomorrow. Good evening, world! It is approximately 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I do apologize for posting late, but all the joys of motherhood, particularly the point where 
The children start leaving the nest and get jobs and still expect you to take them to them at really, really weird hours. Hmm. Yes, yes. So, we're a little late this evening. Plus, I had the first day of the Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi World Summit to digest, which my head is still spinning. So, this one might actually be longer than yesterday's. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have some fun. We'll make some progress. We'll talk. We'll see how it goes. So, a quick recap from yesterday. I introduced myself. My name is Laura Kittle, and this is the podcast Sassafras. And we went over some general topics of the conversation going forward. And I realized that I forgot a few forgot a few things. Yes, yes, we are learning. The joys of learning and doing new things. Now I'm going to take a quick shout out to remind anyone currently in or have been in the restaurant industry, please don't get to burnout stage. You are not a machine. You are a human being and you deserve to be treated as such. And to remind and make awareness of a huge mental health problem in the restaurant industry. Late nights, early mornings, long shifts, working when everyone else is making friends, going out to dinner. It's brutal. Um, and I'd like to get together with some people and maybe shed some light on it. Ultimately, I'd like to create a new industry standard going forward. But this is my shout out to make sure that there's some awareness shed on that light and perhaps somebody might somewhere somebody will take my message and a light will go on in their head so i'm hoping that message reaches out into the great beyond and we'll be covering that going forward so a couple things i realized i forgot to segue why sassafras equaled sarcastic sassafras being kitchen speak for sassy sassy being sarcastic so when i was awarded the sassafras moniker from my esteemed colleagues <clears throat> they were calling me a sassy beep and that's about all i'm going to say but it stuck and i'm rather proud of it so i'm going to use that as my badass side of my character so hence the name sassafras and I also realized I forgot to tell you why I was bringing up my high school story. Okay, so back to drama class. It was our final to make a 30 second commercial spot. And we could come up with any topic that we wanted. And like I had mentioned, my favorite was fantasy. So in my brilliant 18 year old mind, I decided to be a genie. And my product for sale was a wand. I went all out. I had so much fun. I made my own little genie pants. I made my own top with the balloon sleeves like you see, you saw on I Dream of Genie. Um, and I even created and practiced my own magic tricks. It was the coolest thing. Because that was the first day when I got on stage. And I gotta tell you, when those lights are in your face... You really can't see the audience. You kind of know they're there, especially when they laugh at you. And you have to drum up that confidence. Anyway. So I knew they were there. And when that camera goes... And you just gotta go. 
And I could hear some snickering in the audience for the first, you know, couple seconds when they saw what I was wearing and the pose that I was taking. But as soon as I made that first magic trick, they went from snickers to, Whoa! What? That was the first time anyone had ever clapped for me. I might as well have won the lottery. I was on cloud nine. Like I said, it was the easiest A-plus that I'd ever made. So, that's why voiceover, acting, that whole thing. I love storytelling. <laughs> if, if I couldn't be more clear when I said I made my entire costume for my storytelling. I do love storytelling. So, at some points in the future, I might tell a silly story and I might use all of my funny voices. <laughs> but we'll see. So, I also didn't realize I forgot to segue into why memorization. So, the memorization I learned in music helped me retain all the meditations and all the hypnosis that I'd heard over the years. And my pattern recognition skills allowed me to follow along, and I started to recognize what worked and what didn't. I didn't realize that I was reverse engineering all of these guys' stuff from like bottom rung YouTube denizens to top tier guys like Marissa Peer and Paul McKenna. I've, I've listened to thousands and thousands of hours and I just, I've distilled it down. If you want an introduction to my two minute resets, it's available on the first episode of this podcast. Uh, I highly encourage you to go check it out. I'm not going to go back into it here. Uh, that adds another 20 minutes. You can go and download it yourself, and I highly encourage you to do so. It gives you an introduction to my style of meditation and going forward. And I hope it helps you out. Because obviously that's the... Oh, I hope it's obviously. That's the goal. Is I want to help you out. So... Now, as a part of my personal challenge for the World Summit with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi, I promised that I would be distilling my takeaway from the day, which I will summarize in just five words. <coughs> Let's get ready to rumble! I can't go nearly as long as that guy. Plus, I think my cat is now scared of me. I don't know. I just had to do that. It was fun. If you'd actually been to the World Summit this morning, you would know exactly why that's fitting. And if you have not, I am terribly sorry you are missing out on something that is awesome. Oh my good lord. Tony Robbins does not let you sit down. If you ever go to a Tony Robbins event, I promise you will not sit down. If you are sitting down, you shouldn't be. Stand. Do something. So, <clears throat> my actual takeaway from the day is day one was all about belief. Really, I mean, this is, this is Tony Robbins' own quote. It's 80% mindset, 20% application. Okay? And I don't care what guru you go to. They will all tell you the same thing. You have got to get your mind right before you can move forward. 
you have to get your mind right before you can move forward. Alright? Because you're going to hit that wall. And if you aren't, like, solid in yourself, if you don't know your why of why you're going, you're going to hit that wall and you're going to stop. So many people don't achieve their dreams because they, they really believe they don't deserve it or they can't get it or they shouldn't go for it. Perhaps a cultural or a parental or a familial block. Oh, if I do this, then I'll make mom or I'll make dad or I'll make sis or I'll make, you know, my husband or my, my wife someone. And what we don't realize is when we dim ourselves, we, we start to die inside. Please don't do that. The world needs more light. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed lately, but it's getting a little dark out there. And things feel just maybe a little bit angrier. Now, I don't know where you are or who you are, or where you are from. But I know that there are stories that you tell yourself inside your head. And I know, I know, that if you're still listening, that at least one or more of those stories is negative. I'm worthless. It's hopeless. I'm useless. I'm never good enough. God, so dumb. These stories create a rut in our own life. And we retell them to ourselves to the point when we think we can't possibly get out. As I mentioned earlier, my superpower is out-of-the-box pattern recognition. And I've Use this in every aspect of my life, from motherhood, to cooking, to Uber, and now I want to help with you with yours. Because I've been in that rut, but more importantly, I figured out how to get out of it. Let me take where I've been and what I know to help you get you out of the rut you have talked yourself into because at some point you were two and three and four and you were wide-eyed and full of wonder for the world and somewhere along the way the world let you down now i don't know who told you this or why you let yourself believe it but if no one else has told you I'm telling you, you are not worthless. You are not hopeless. You are not undeserving. You are not dumb. You are a human being. And we're all flawed and we're all fallible. And we all create at our best when we are turned on, joyful and ecstatic. And for too many of us, we are fearful, 
sad, depressed, and uncertain. After 20 years of personal research, I know the best, most lasting way to combat the darkness is to create more happy humans. It's not a luxury, it's a necessity. The brighter the light, the smaller the shadow. More happy humans make more happy humans. More sad humans make more sad humans. And I know more happy humans will make more happy humans and more happy humans end up making the world a better place. I want to make more happy humans. So, <clears throat> my uh, challenge from the outstanding Pat Quinn, who's a master storyteller, you get the chance at some point, go look him up. If you love storytelling like I do, I was riveted when he was talking. I was like sitting up taking notes. Mm. Which, you know, my, my head is still from all the stuff that I was listening to today. But always leave something of value. So my value, if of course the rest of the podcast itself wasn't value, is this. Wherever it is you're doing tonight, wherever it is you are, I want you, before you go to bed, and I'd like you to try and do this for at least seven days in a row. I want you to remember the last time you couldn't sleep the night before because you were just in amazement, you were excited, you were happy. I don't care if the memory is from five years old and you were waiting for Christmas morning the next day. I want you to remember that feeling. Close your eyes if you need to. Take a deep breath if you need to. But I want you to try and conjure what that felt like. And as you're going to bed tonight, I want you to conjure that feeling and I want you to repeat to yourself... Something wonderful is happening to me. Something wonderful is happening to me. And I want you to repeat that to yourself as you're going to sleep and you're sitting in that state of excited anticipation. And I want you to notice. I want you to notice the changes going forward. Every night, next seven days, before you go to sleep. Thank you very much. This is Laura Cattell, and this is the podcast Sassafras. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you tomorrow.